Sabine Crowley awoke just before dusk. She rolled over and watched her vampire husband, Remy, sleeping peacefully beside her. Despite her initial distaste for the vampire, she'd grown to love him, just as he loved her. Brushing a strand of hair away from his forehead, she watched as the corner of his lip turned up in a half-smile. Remy opened his eyes and caught her gaze. How did I get so lucky to wake up to such a beautiful sight? Have you been up long? Are we ever leaving this bed? Or this bedroom? We haven't been on the other side of that door. Her chin tilted up, motioning toward it. Or out of our little love nest here for over a week. She propped herself up on her elbow. No. A low humming noise emanated from his throat as Remy kissed her passionately, pushing her back down on the bed, his fingers tangled in her wavy hair. The warmth of her lips brought life to his own. Do you have something better to do, wife? His Londoner accent caressed her ears. No, husband. Her arms wrapped around his neck and pulled him closer, peering deeply into his bright green eyes. It hadn't been all that long ago when she hesitated looking at him like that for fear he would control her and make her do something against her will, like vampires were known to do. How quickly things could change. Kissing her nose, he looked down at her. Are you hungry? Her brown eyes sparkled at him. A little. You? She bit her bottom lip and cocked her head to the side, exposing her neck. I'm starving for you, love. If you're offering, I'm biting. But we need to get you some food first so you don't lose your strength. You haven't eaten since yesterday. Shall I ring the kitchen and have something brought to you? Or do you want to leave our quarters for once? We could go downtown to that calf you like so much. Remy stood up, exposing his perfectly firm ass, and pulled on a pair of dark, just tight enough jeans he'd tossed on the floor beside the bed. We could meet up with Delia. It is Saturday, after all. As much as she wanted to see Delia, one of her two best friends, and continue their Saturday evening ritual of iced coffees and gossip, it just wasn't the same. Too many things in her life had changed since she'd left for a European trek with Remy and her arranged marriage to him. Gone were the days of carefree chit-chat and teenaged angst. She hadn't had any communication with Delia since before she moved to Willow Creek Manor anyway. And she wasn't even sure she would be free if she tried to make plans with her. Just call down. Nothing fancy, though. Maybe a BLT or something easy like that. He smirked at her as he sat back down on the bed and picked up the phone off the nightstand. I never would have thought you'd be so eager to stay cooped up here with me in this place. Not after all the whining you did. She tossed a pillow at his head. For once, he didn't move out of the way like he'd done every other time she'd attempted to hit him with a pillow. It thudded quietly against him and dropped to the floor. Quiet, you. If I seem to recall, you weren't exactly thrilled about it all either, so shut your trap. Remy sat the phone down, turning to playfully tackle Sabine, when a sense of urgency overtook him in the form of a shiver as cold as ice running down his spine. Bloody hell. Remy's eyes narrowed and his lips pressed together. He's called me.
I should have known he'd interrupt our fun sooner or later. I'm honestly surprised he's left us alone this long. Cool down and get something to eat. I'll be back shortly. He kissed her forehead and sped out of their room before she could respond. Remy went to Bastion, his maker and the vampire lord of Willow Creek Manor, as fast as he could. Bastion stood stoically in front of a window in the front sitting room as Remy approached. Are you enjoying your honeymoon, my boy? I'd like to get back to it, actually. Why did you summon me? What's so earth-shattering that I had to rush down here to you this very instant? Remy lowered his head slightly as he stared intently at Bastion. I had not seen you in a week, though I have heard you more than I cared to. By the sound of it, I thought maybe you had killed the girl at one point with all the whimpering and moaning from her and the growling and snarling from you.